All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. Gentlemen, every once in a while, just, just a handful of times probably, we have done this segment semi-stolen from Scott Van Pelt of ESPN here in the United States called the Bad Beat, FPL Bad Beat of the Week. Right, sure. Yeah. He, and, he and Stanford Steve created that bit years ago on the radio, and it's fantastic. He won't mind if we borrow it. I mean, he doesn't we, even know We who give we him are. credit. He yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Well, if he does, Scott, just throw us a bone. <laughs> well, I'll throw you Not bro. you. Oh, okay. SVP. Other Scott. No. Oh, oh, gotcha, Scott gotcha. Van Pelt. Okay, that makes sense. Well, I just know, I, I, I was thinking about something as each match was playing out individually throughout the last three days. We're sitting here on Monday night, game week nine. It's just I'm ended. still not sure I've gotten used to that yet. Just want to blurb that in there. I used to want that, and now that I have it, I'm not sure I love it. <laughs> and, and I don't know Be careful why. what you wish for. Yes, I'm serious. Yeah. Anyways, I interrupted. Go on. Well, I, I realized that there could very possibly be someone in our audience out there who sent Kane and Son out before this game week, like all the experts, air quotes included, said to do. Maybe brought Werner and Ziyech in from Chelsea. Maybe they had Ross Barkley, who went off early in his match with Villa with an injury. Maybe struggled with what to do with Salah and Zaha, both coming down with COVID over the last week. Tariq Lamptey in their defense. Maybe Kevin DeBrown, I think, and that was going to be solid in the midfield. You could have had a loaded team, Scott. Bamford and, and Vardy in up front. Nothing. If you had Werner, Bamford, Vardy up front, you yeah. barely got something with Werner. We'll get sure. to that as we go throughout. You could have had, you know, you could have sent Kane out, which, you know, he, he was okay. But if you sent Sun out with him, like all the experts were saying to do, Sun out and you had Ziyech and Barkley and Zaha, maybe Salah on the bench. Grealish. KDB, Grealish, Lamptey's negative one in your back line. Someone could have had a really bad, beat. bad beat of the week. Yeah, that's what happened to me uh, three weeks ago when I got like a 29. It that's is a- always <laughs> weird going into and coming out of an international break, and this week was no different. But there were a few players that you would have expected to do something who did. And we will talk about that as we get into this episode. Some things worth talking about we have a dumb mass move of the week of course we do say that three times fast i'm gonna let you two gentlemen decide on who wins the wasteful player of the week award the christian benteke wasteful player of the i week have award. a vote in that but i'm excited Excellent. to find out who you are suggesting for this i, I have, have not, i have a vote in that all right perfect i have a feeling they're not the same person which is wonderful i have not one but two scott's stats of the day 
Okay. For you to consider. And uh, uh, Chris Wilder, manager quote of the week, because you all know how much I love to hate Chris Wilder. I love yes. Chris Wilder. Yeah, well, you'll love him <laughs> after this quote. It'll only entrench our sides even more. Yes. All that to say, there's a lot to discuss. You want to know why I love Chris Wilder? Because he listens to this pod. You want to know why? Mm. You, you know what he did over the international break? He watched your documentaries. Yes, he did. <laughs> See, you watched too. You knew it. I, I heard that part of the commentary. And you thought, you thought, holy crap, he listens to the pod. Yeah, he, he heard Dave The only way that. he could have known about it was listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I did hear that. That was crazy. Jeez. Yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, ben Dennery and Chris Wilder. Get, hey, get in line, people. Join <laughs> the FPL America bandwagon. The line's getting longer and longer. Growing like a wildfire. That's exactly right. Brian? Let's talk about game week nine and get on with it. Let's start with the highest scorer in game week nine. This is one of the few tried and true who ended up coming through. No rhyme intended there. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Fulham 2, Everton 3, DCL's brace earns him 13 on the FPL score sheet. If only I had the stones that in our mini-league, Pool Boy Paradise, Billy had the stones to do, and that was Captain DCL going into this week. Wish I had those stones, but I still did okay with my captain. There were there were um, I mean, there were a handful of those in our mini mini league who captained Calvert Lewin. Is that right? Did yeah. uh, sometimes I just did also our listener Diane captain. She did on her way to eighty. I think eighty. Yeah, she had an amazing Jeez, week. Diane, are you yeah. serious? Um, Kick her out of the league. <laughs> Calvert Lewin, Hamas for Charlotte and Allen Ducore all back again for Everton, and this is what happens. Three goals is what happens when you have all of those guys there. And the first one was three seconds in, and or it seemed, and really attacking all in on attack. Uh, Alex yeah. Alex Awobi playing uh, functionally as the right back. Uh, that is some guns right there. They are bringing out the right, Ancelotti is uh, he was gunning, and it's still only. Uh, let them win by one. I know. Yeah, Fulham, Fulham brought it back in. And honestly, they should have drawn. And I think this is probably where, Dave, I think it's here where we need to introduce candidate number one for the possible Christian Menteke Wasteful Player of the Week award right off the top. Right. So there's, yes, I, I have one of those, and I don't know if it's if it's someone that you want to nominate for. Oh, that. there's plenty of nominees. We'll throw them all out there. But there's also someone who... And I don't know, Brian, this may be a new segment. Mm-hmm. Instead of Scott, the dumb mass move of the week, mm-hmm. this really will be the dumb <laughs> move of the week. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I try to be subtle with mm-hmm. my humor, but okay, go or, ahead. Or maybe we'll change it to the, the dumb <laughs> move of the week. Sheesh. Okay. Anyways, yes, I have that. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, my, that's, in, in that's, this match, that's horrendous. Getting around to something that's of somewhat importance. Richarlison, I think it was Richarlison, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong. Across comes across, across comes across. Wow. Sure did. Great analysis, no. Dave. Great analysis. No question about that. Across comes from Dina, uh-huh. left to right, into the middle, and I think it was Richarlison that swung and missed. Like yeah. literally completely swung and missed. Oh, I know it. <laughs> okay. Why do you know it so well, bad? I, I watched it because I because Richarlison was in my 
team and I captained him. Oh, you captained week. him? I did captain him. Speaking of wow. stones. Okay, that is some stones. Uh, First game back, boom, captain. Yeah, um, we talked about it last time with uh, with Hamas, who I, you know, I said I, I sold uh, Hamas Rodriguez. I was concerned about fatigue. Obviously, it ended up mattering a little bit here because uh, Ancelotti subs Richarlison and Hamas a little bit early and specifically mentioned that they were a bit tired. Um, but as soon as they trained, the issue of them not starting to me was out the window. So right. as soon as that happened, I like I guess the in the end, you know, Calvert Lewin ends up with the big with a haul here. Yeah, so watching Richarlison kick air from five feet away is uh, is not was not good because he could have been he could have been right there. Now here's the thing: I know we love to have the wasteful player of the week award for for a most important moment of a game where it actually made an impact. Richarlison missing this ball didn't have an impact in the game. Right, it could, sure could have, it could but, have. but it did, but ended it, up it did not. It was three to two. Final score, so it would have made it, given them four to two. I don't know when exactly it happened. My bottom line is, I would say it didn't matter. So even yeah. though I want to give it to him, maybe we shouldn't. DCL, we 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 started to talk, and and the rumors, the rumblings are out there. How long will DCL be worth owning in FPL? And we had said because of Everton's schedule for the next few weeks, it's going to be at least a few more matches, right? And definitely including this one, and DCL made no doubt to remind us that he's still relevant in FPL. Can I can I Scott, please we're in the moment of DCL. This is the moment of DCL now. Here are the numbers for his scores on a yeah, every, each each week throughout the season. 8 17 6 6 6 1 8 5 13. It almost never gets better than that over a 9 week stretch in FPL than what DCL's given you. Yeah, it's true. And now that you know, I can say it forever. I mean, just the the functioning of the midfield and the you know the play of once you know whether it's no matter who it is, if it's a Wobie, if it's Seamus when he comes back, uh, Dina, you know, now that he's there, now that everyone's in, I mean, it's probably going to feel a lot more like this more yes. often, though. I mean, three, three, barring it, a red card. Right, barring a red card, and Fulham, you know, Fulham definitely had it here. I mean, they, they score, they get one back early, they make it a game at the end, and we're pushing, definitely pushing, but a more capable team probably draws. So Everton defensively yeah. is still absolute Suspect. garbage. Yeah. Isn't it interesting, though? I feel like of all the years I've been watching, this season more than maybe any other that I've been paying this close of attention to, clubs in the Premier League had needs and specifically met those needs in the transfer window. I feel like the transfer business this past summer was better than some of the any transfer business I've seen as a collective group in the Premier League. You look at Everton, you look at what Spurs did, you're looking at, obviously, Liverpool and Jota. I mean... Those are just three examples. There's there's more that I'm not thinking. Aston Villa was a huge example of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was some excellent transfer business on Everton in the midfield, no exception. Yeah, for sure. We said. I mean, I think we all felt that way. Lots of people. I mean, Decore is one of the. I, was say, I think Decore. Decore was, is one of the most uh, kind of not. I mean, it's one of the most boring but yep. obviously good signings Agreed. for someone. It, it's it's uh, it's up there with probably not quite as high up there, but up there with Spurs signing Hoybier. 
Yeah. And what Good he's call. done for them. Yeah. I mean, it just gives us it gives us you know solidity him along with Allen. Just that I mean, in the match though, I mean, it's it didn't make them prolific. I mean, Everton took nine shots. Rashardson and Calvert Lewin took played. six of them. I mean, they're not they're not they, it's not like they came in with all the guns out there. They didn't. It's not like they just you know dropped dropped like drop the nuke. Yeah, Everton. just a, a but but never. I don't want to say never in doubt. I mean, they, they definitely had a, the opportunity to lose it or to lose a point or get to a draw at the end. But still, I mean, they, they obviously controlled most of the early part of the match. And speaking of Decore, he also makes the dream team because he will occasionally give you a goal. And he did here giving you... Uh, Not going to own him, no. but I like him in real life. Hey, question about Dina. Um, which no. do you- <laughs> Which yeah. do you like more? <laughs> when he scores zero or one, or when he scores eight? Because even with this eight, he's still 14th for defenders. It's tied with James Justin. Yeah. Like, I. I, I there's not many names. Names ahead of him? You're really not. Like, is, is there relevant? anyone? You, you're relevant. not not even thinking about it? In the age of Andy Robertson and Ben Chilwell, no. And you either spend and, the money to go to Robertson right now, or you go to Ben Chilwell. Is there one of these Period. names you know ahead? Who else is in that category? Is is Hector Bellerin? Right, I was going to say it, Chil- it's like so, nine, twelve, so, eleven, or like ones or twos. Chilwell, Cresswell. Is there? Would you? Is there any reason why you wouldn't take one of the West Ham defenders over him right now? Knowing that Cresswell is five point one, and he's the most expensive of them. Cresswell, the fact that he's. Three points behind Chilwell is fascinating. I know it's amazing. amazing. Bellerin, you said he's in that range. Reese James in that it lower, a, a pound and a tenth lower. A healthy Castagna. Like, is there any of these people that you're not? I mean, like, it just seems like Dina is get, like he's going to have matches like this where he finishes with eight, two assists, mm-hmm. and he finishes with eight because mm-hmm. he got a bonus point, like. It just seems like this. I don't know. I just I agree with you. I just want to throw it out there as like, are you even thinking about it when, in a in a game where he obviously looked better? He did, and uh, and like, especially the pass to Decore. I mean, I feel like was yep. perfect. Was yep. a perfect pass to Decore. Anyway. He's got to do that a whole lot more to get my actual attention. Um, last thing, their upcoming schedule. I think it looks probably better than it is. Would you agree? Leeds at home. At fine. Burnley. Fine, they right? For Fulham? For Everton. <clears throat> for Everton, sure. I was because going to question, why the hell are we talking about Fulham? No, I'm just saying Leeds home gotcha. is okay. Yes, sure. At Burnley, a resurgent Burnley. No, no. You're I talking don't, about I a one believe, nil. I don't believe in resurgence. You don't think so? They're not no. resurgent. All right. No. I just think that. Burnley's I just think. Still, I just think nil nil and one nil. Burnley is back. Bur- Burnley. Burnley will continue to be bottom of the table. Burnley to me, unless until they get above fifteenth in the table. Uh, a true. I guess a true test for the Chelsea defense. They play Chelsea at home after that. Sure. Then at Le- at Leicester. Which Leicester is going to be? The team that gets right. pounded by Liverpool? Exactly. Or the team that looks like world beaters at Leicester. And then, City? Was and it then, City they just trounced? I think it was. And then home to Arsenal. The next five, to me, I just don't see those as like outstanding matchups. I no. feel like it's more of a t- it should be more of a test for this attack. That's all I would like to say about this. 
Candidate number two for the Christian Manteca Wasteful Player of the Week Award goes to Ivan Cavallero. Have to mention, any time a player goes to kick a penalty, stumbles near the ball, and then uses his right foot to kick the ball into his left foot. Scott, this is, uh, Brian, a new segment we like to call <laughs> the dumb <laughs> Okay. Uh-huh. Now, this is one of those where Dave looks at it and says, I could do that. I'm not even sure I could do that. It's that bad, Scott. I'm not sure that I could actually do that. Maybe trying to do something stupid at the end of a practice, uh, that is so difficult to do. And I, and I hate it for the dude a little bit because he looks back at the grass and thinks to himself, how did that just happen? <laughs> he, he's kicking a penalty for Fulham. That's how it happened. You always got to look at the ground. And it's amazing because not only is uh, Mitrovic out there at that point, but Adam Lookman also out there. Uh, the incompetence of uh, penalty takers collectively and the, and the collective incompetence of Fulham. At this point, at this point, I mean that's this, this is all bad. This actually influenced the result of the match. I mean, There's the no last doubt. the last two matches yeah. could have been two points for Fulham if they just make penalties. How crazy is that? And and don't think that won't show up at the end of the season. I know they're going to get relegated by two points. <laughs> it's going to happen. Bobby Reed, Loftus Cheek score. Uh, Lookman, a little bit of redemption, gets the assist on the Loftus Cheek goal. So good on him for coming back in a little bit. Uh, Tom Carney, Kearney. Kearney. He kept popping up on the stats so far list. Yeah. Because uh, he has 16, he's created 16 chances so far this season, which is the same amount that Dina has. It's the eighth most in the Premier League. You're not buying him. I just find, of all the stats I think that are out there, to see that name that high on a on a list of creative players to me is uh, this was a, his first assist of any kind this season, by the way, but Brian, just, just saying there is a corner of our audience mm-hmm. that consists of stat nerds who are so thrilled with your Tom. Oh yes. Thank you. I, I'm glad. All right. Good job, nerds. We did it. Spurs two city nil son. Remember that guy? The guy that all the experts said transfer him out before the schedule gets bad? The guy that I did not transfer. I sure didn't either. Didn't captain him. Almost could have and wouldn't have regretted it in hindsight. But uh, Sun gives you 10 fantasy points. And Spurs are first in the table. It took him five minutes to make everyone regret selling him. I I imagine one of the most popular, if not the most popular, just based on sales, would have had to have been Sun Sun to Ziyech. That had to be. Yeah. Or son to Grealish or Zaha. I think those those or guys. Or had money are, up to Bruno. Right. Yeah. That one is the one that even then you had to captain. Well, you captained Bruno probably if you made that move. So yeah. I guess you could say it paid off. Then. I'll tell you what's amazing. But you but you could have done the same thing and gotten similar points. I guess just by the, keeping son. Right. Just by not selling him. Yeah. By the way, the net transfers for the game week on son. Negative 260,000. And that, my friends, is always enough to qualify as the dumb mass move of the week. What's crazy is ownership is still 57. I know. That's why I, was, I have that exact thing written down. It's, that's a high amount. Of course. I mean, he's cheap enough to not be premium, but you can have him in a premium midfield spot in your lineup. I think we, so all, I think we all agreed at when he was starting the season at nine. 
there is no one of his quality who was priced so low. Sure. No so the doubt. fact that he embarrassed his well, price quickly. You, at the beginning of the season, you you couldn't have said it better. You said, how was he priced less than at the restart? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was on fire in the restart. Yeah, it Excuse didn't make me. sense. How could he be priced less than the restart? Um, Kane gets an assist, too, to end yep. the match. So I don't think anyone's really disappointed with is, a is return gonna, from him. Is Kane going to lead the league in assists? <laughs> He's that, on his way. I mean, is honestly, it, is anyone a, passing better than that dude right no, now? No, I'm telling you, statistically, the answer is no. He's so far and away the most, like, in every category is above whoever is it's in second in the in the creativity statistics in the in assisting. Not to mention. He's one of the most prolific attackers. Where is he in influence? <laughs> influence. I don't care about. I can't wait till we get Brian. to the Chelsea Newcastle match. <laughs> I want to know about influence. Oh, he's highly influential. <laughs> okay, Trust all right, me. All right, good. Yeah, a uh, great day for uh, for Tottenham Hotspur. It really are, was. Are Spurs this good, or is City struggling this much? I mean, City had look. This was even more. Spurs City than their last handful of meetings. But I I just feel like this, whatever non-clinical version of Manchester City this is right now, mm-hmm. it ended up an even worse result for them than their last few meetings with Tottenham. Can I ask you a question, Brian? Yeah, sure. Is the translation in English of non-clinical City version, does that actually mean... The Gabriel Jesus-led City version? I don't know, because, I mean, Laporte gets a goal ruled out here. Jesus is furious because the ball actually hits him on the bicep. You saw that. Right. I, that was I, a handball. He was mad. Did you see how mad he was? He was very he was mad. kind of smoking mad. Um, look, they took 22 shots. Spurs took four. And they <laughs> lost. And they <laughs> lost 2-0. It's, yeah, but anyone watching the game... Saw good Spurs. No, well, but, I, so but I've saying, been saying this, and it pains me to say this. This could be Spurs' title to lose. I'm not saying that they are better than Liverpool because Liverpool took a B squad sort of and went out there and smashed Leicester. Okay, now Leicester's kind of Jekyll and Hyde. Who knows what you're going to get? I was impressed by Liverpool, but let me tell you, Spurs go out there and make a good Manchester City team look pretty average. They frustrated them. They look that center of Hoybier Sissoko in front of the defense, then with Ndombele in the middle, mm-hmm. is it might be one of the best all around midfields in the in the league. You want to say that they have a good spine right now? They, no, I'm, I'm serious. Sissoko and Hoybier in their roles, and they know their roles so yep. well, are so strong. They shut anything down in front of the defense, and they make everything go down the side. And uh, they're, well, and you've got. Solidified back four, too. Listen, I, I think uh, was a brother Matt that posted in Slack what Jose does in his clubs in year two. It's either first or second. Almost always first. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's, it's scary. I think United at, at, at League Drew, sorry, I think when he was with you in his second year, it, that's one of the only seconds that he had. Mm-hmm. But wherever he goes in his second year. And then his third year, he gets sacked. But it's interesting, and this is the year of Spurs. I mean, and and it and isn't it set up so perfectly 
that this upside down table in the Premier League, this topsy turvy roller coaster of a season already, is just set up so perfectly for Jose Mourinho to accidentally get Spurs a title. If if that team, well, there's no, it won't be accidental, Scott. I, I, you're completely wanting to discredit him. I'm trying to set you up as the Arsenal fan here. To I want get to hate this. My level. <laughs> I want to hate this, but it would be out of just not out of. Uh, it would be a heart thing, not a head thing. I'm trying to put a head thing into this. I think. I think if Sun, lifts, if they stay healthy, period. If that sure. team that showed up stays healthy, if they Lester their way yeah. uh, throughout the rest of the season, and and they hardly have to sub much. Good luck. Do you know those cartoons where like the world has gotten dark and all the grass has died and vegetation doesn't exist, the animals are barely surviving, people are barely surviving, and then like the good thing happens and all of a sudden the sun comes up and everything starts growing again and like all of Earth is restored? I think if suns smile mm. while his hands are on the Premier League trophy, if that can sure. happen, I think that could do that for the world in 2021. I really do. Anyone who's watched that documentary, Get out this of here is not right a now. surprise. Anything else on this match, Brian? No, just that... If I don't well, ask, well, you're going to say, hey, one more thing. Hey, one more thing. Uh, <laughs> now that you mention it. No, just that I thought, I thought there were tons of times in this match where City was doing what they do, dancing around in the Spurs box. They had tons of possession there. I felt like they just Possession and passes, but that does not... Right. Equal, and even shots. Those sounds, are equal that goals. Sounds like Arsenal's problem. Sounds like Barcelona back when Pep Jeez. was there, right? I mean, good for you. You won the pass statistic, City. Yeah, that's why I'm saying. I just, the, the guy that. There's nothing for you in the table. Wait, wait. I actually think most passes completed is like 38th in tiebreakers. Does it, I was going to say, does it get anything for you? I think it's like 37th. And Manchester I'm City. Totally lying. Eight games in. And granted, they have a game in hand. It's 13th in the table. Yeah. I thought Arsenal was bad at 12th. 13th. <laughs> 13th is worse. You feel better about yourself because I do. Your club's above City. Uh, yep. I, I absolutely do. And um, two two places is actually tied on points with United. Hey, so Arsenal's that's not, amazing. Arsenal's that's, not horrible. And that's what I'm talking about. That's why Spurs have a chance this season. <laughs> hey, just pretend like that one in front of the two isn't there. I mean, what, you're second in the table, Dave. What do we think? Sure, Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs have been the three best teams in the league so far. But what? What we think that Leicester or Southampton or I mean maybe Everton or Villa or United, West Ham United that is, or, or Wolves? <laughs> you think all of them are going to stay in front? I mean, maybe. No. Brian, what else? Just that. I'm with you. City had their chances. They didn't capitalize on them. And unfortunately, that's been the story of their season yeah. so far. So, And that leads us into a new segment, uh, a segment we like to call Pundit Chatter. <laughs> the pundits are all chattering about... Are we this, pundits? I think we're in the pundit class. We might be sub... I was about to say, I hate pundits. Sub-pundits? I think I would like to be a pundit. Love to be hated. Hated to be loved. I think you can. I think you can. Pundit is. I on think the you f- can have an opinion on a microphone and not be a pundit. Oh. Pundit is on the fast track from one of those words that sounds worse every time you say it. Pundit. The question is, and the question on all the pundits' lips. <laughs> pundits' lips. Which <laughs> even <laughs> episode title name right there. It's getting worse. Hey, listen, the broad. We we missed out last week. Dave let us down. We, we you and I, Brian, totally set up the last week's episode to be called the Broj Withholds, uh, and the world missed out. Yeah, 
But it's fine. It's cool. It's hey, whatever. You want to know why that happened? Why? True. True story here. You fell so asleep. It, no, it took me like like two. I, I produced it over like two different days, and by the time I got done, I I usually when I when I hear it, I usually will write it down because I'll forget. I couldn't remember where, and I kept blasting through the episode trying to hope to luck onto it, and I couldn't. And I said, "Like I knew." I knew that I missed it. I knew that there was a title in there, and I freaking missed it. Can I just say? And so it's, I'm glad you you brought that back up because that should have been the freaking title. Can I also tell you that you told like uh, you you can decide whether or not to keep this in in the final product or not, right. but you were totally sleeping on the end of the production because I missed something. You kept in the the fantasy blah 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 because <laughs> you started to say the name of the old podcast. <laughs> and you kept all that in. Uh, That's stuff that usually gets edited out. It. Listeners got a uh, a listen well, sometimes, to sometimes, how rough the recording can be sometimes. <laughs> they only knew. <laughs> all right, Brian, you have a pundit it's chatter the segment. Punditry, chatter. It's punditry version of podcast producing. The question on all the pundits' lips, as I was saying before we did all of this, is what to do with your Manchester City assets. You might guess there's some variety of uh, opinion of pundits. It includes such <laughs> things as I'm, I see your hands raised. Hold on, this is the me, first time in the history of this me, podcast. Me, let me, Dave and I both have our me, hands me, raised. Me, we know me. what to do. We know what to do with those city assets. The question of do you do you buy KDB no. and or Sterling? No. Do you stick with the inform attackers from other teams, but go with one of the defensive assets, such as Cancelo? Do you go with the city defensive assets but avoid Cancelo on the grounds that he's a rotation risk and choose either Ruben Diaz or Americ Laporte instead? Or do you choose none? What say you, Scott? Currently, I have no city assets. I was tempted for a week by Cancelo. Okay. I won't hesitate to go back to KDB when he finds his form. Okay. I will give you that. But currently, zero city assets in my lineup. And by the way, I've already made my free transfer for game week 10. Whoa. We'll get to that at the end of the pod. It was not a city player. Okay. Dave? I, on Saturday, transferred Raheem Sterling out. Oh, okay. And I transferred in Mohamed Salah. Okay. I do not have a city asset. City and Arsenal, oddly enough, student and t- and teacher. Both struggling to score goals for whatever reason at the moment. Well, are are you are you suggesting that maybe there's some sort of I don't know what's going on between the two. Don't know what's going on. Both oddly having a hard time scoring goals when they have talent and should be at least attempting goals. City mm-hmm. definitely putting more shots on goal than Arsenal. Anyways, look, I'm not going to fault anyone if you do. I just don't know. I like, might like depending just, on which ones they are. Like, no Why one, would you have Raheem Sterling right now? Well, I did. I did until this past week, and now he is gone. I was concerned about a price drop. I was look. Salah's price had dropped to like a twelve too. So Ryan, yeah. don't fault me, but I, no. I took a minus four on Saturday, way ahead of the curve. I could go from from for game week Sterling, ten. For game yes, week ten, you've already taken 10. a negative four. I could go from Sterling and Jorginho, who had found his place on the bench, to uh, Mohamed Salah. And Socek. Socek's cheap and he's playing. Jorginho yeah. was somewhat cheap, but not playing. Right. Socek okay. was a was a wasteful miss away from giving you another. Oh return. my goodness. Understood. Yeah. Which, Extremely look, close. I'm not 
saying that Sochek's going to light the world on fire, even though Brian, you'll probably tell me. But at 4-9, no. you love what he's giving you. But I just needed someone to play in my fifth mid- midfielder spot. Yeah. And and for me, he's the best. He's the best. <laughs> he's the best. Wow, dude. He is the best midfielder at a 4.9 <laughs> yeah, available to play. Absolutely. Therefore, and that allows me to get back to, for the first time this season, Mohamed Salah, who had dropped because the masses are dumb, Scott. And he had dropped to a 12.2, which yeah. was the cheapest he had been in like multiple weeks. Hey, by the way, I can just tell you right now, listeners, some of you know this. Uh, it is possible. It was possible in game week nine to have Mo Salah sitting on your bench and to exceed the average score. Because I did it. It was possible. You did it without transferring him out. Didn't have to transfer him out. You could put him on your bench and still get green arrows. Okay. Well done, Scott. Uh, so I guess the consensus on this podcast is I go, don't go with your gut. <laughs> uh, no, what, I, I, just, I, just, I don't think that I, no, I just I don't think there's any rush to go to anyone. I think anyone looking at the schedule is going to see Burnley, Fulham, Manchester United, and then a pretty nice schedule overall from now until February is what I think you're going to see if you look at their fixtures. So I, I, I don't see how they're not tempting, even in bad form right now. So the guy that I think is wildly unlucky, like an impossibly, sustain, unsu- impossibly unsustainable, as bad as it's been, is De Bruyne. How is De Bruyne not going to get something here at some point? The guy is... The guy he is, will. In not only, I just think in terms of expected everything, but just in terms of actually what he's producing, he should have gotten you more up to this point anyway. So six shots here, three shots in the box, somehow manages to have zero shots on target in this match. Only Trezeguet had more shots than he did this week. So oh, we'll talk about Trezeguet. And he's creating, he's still just as creative. You know, he's created two big chances, not just, not just set pat, not just set up shots, created two big chances for his team. I don't know what year you would have to go back to to find a match where he created two big chances and no one put yeah, them away. That's true. I just feel like he's underachieving in a way that just seems impossible. Except that that's the squad. Right. The whole club and it just, is doing And it. it just keeps happening. And yeah, Because on right. some of those, Brian, he might set up the big chance, but if it's not getting finished by Jesus, then he doesn't get, he, KDB doesn't get the points either. So as KDB goes, in some ways, so does City. And, you know, every week that I don't have KDB is, is, is okay right now because, you know, he continues to underperform. I'm looking at it at midfield in my lineup where I've got Sala, Bruno, and Son. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to send out for KDB with those three guys performing right now? Right now, I mean, I don't know where I'd bring KDB in, but I know there's going right. to be a week where I'm going to wish that I had him. I'm just glad he's not performing because it makes my options a lot simpler at the moment. United, the Manchester version, one. West Brom nil. Speaking of Bruno uh, earlier, a couple of times, he was the most transferred in this week, and he ends up making it onto the Dream Team, giving you 11 fantasy points, 22 if you captained him. That was my captain this week. Something like this guy, Scott. Nicely done, yeah, Dave. Yeah, great Nicely job, done. guys. Finally uh, hit on the captain. It was. It felt really friggin' good. Yeah, but for about four and a half minutes, it probably didn't. Because at first, it looked like Bruno missed a penalty. It, it looked like it might have happened. In fact, it looked like he gave away a penalty on the other end of the pitch first, and then it wasn't called. 
or it was taken away as a no penalty through VAR. Then he goes and misses one, but ends up getting to take it again because Sam Johnson came off his line. It's crazy. And then he makes it. Can I just say, though, like, I really need Bruno Fernandez to stop taking penalty kicks like a fairy. And I don't mean any <laughs> offense to real-life fairies out there. But right. he's got to stop. He's got to stop skipping towards the ball. You don't like the skip in the hop. I don't. It's kind of magical, though. Can Scott? we just it's like a fairy? But listen, he generated a he generated a ton of power on his kick, though. But think I'm about surprised. how much power he'd have on it if he didn't do that. But hop. why not do that? Because it's been very successful for him. So why go away from it? It wasn't the first time. I, I'm. Did, did how did he finish the game? Did that that never goes into the the books? He's <laughs> lucky him though. It's gone. Lucky us it's and lucky gone. him. It's gone. Listen, gone. I agree. I mean, you're looking at a guy who almost triple captain. I for a, for a, a hot minute, I had Bruno triple captain, and then uh, I think it was Ninja Bag commented on my Instagram post. Ninja Ninja Bag. He said, "Save the triple captain for the double game weeks." And you know what? And and I was right. like, you know what? So I noticed that. I noticed that He's in, right. that, in that picture, yeah. you had, I had a it. white captain I was, I was committed it was active. So then I, I saw later, I'm like, oh my gosh, got hit on it. Like I almost, like I would have. I would have hit, hit on the triple captain. I haven't captain. hit a triple captain maybe ever. I would have had 33 on my triple captain. Yeah. That's amazing. That would have felt great. Oh my gosh, that would have been amazing. And I undid it. Now, I don't blame Ninja Bag at all. Okay. He's right. The double game week's like... I probably should wait till I have two Bruno matches. We said captain. this before, though. There's never a guarantee, unless you're Harris Kane, <laughs> that you're going to play both games in the double match week. Scott, you, you always say this. I do. Oftentimes, you start one, and whoever your triple captain is, you start one, and then he subs in the other match. So, yeah, it's, it's tough. I, I'm, I'm choosing not to regret my decision, because I still got 22 for Bruno. And I still have my double, yeah, or I still have my triple captain. Ninja Bag might owe you a little, something. <laughs> Ninja Bag might owe him something. Like I know, like look, United. This is just terrible. It's a terrible match for them, and I think at this the is very, hard to watch. At the very least, you feel I'd say not only after the the save, which Sam Johnson was excellent in this match. He was very good. But I mean, look, the simple fact is the penalty should not have been. It shouldn't have happened. It's another match where there's a penalty, where there's a foul in the buildup. Gallagher was fouled by Fred moments before. So that is a dead ball at that point. It's not called for whatever reason. It's not called because United had a token penalty they needed to receive. Sure, yes. They, they have to, you have to, and, and Solskjaer needs to keep his job. You have got to keep him in the league just just for the punditry class to That's continue. You right. yeah. need the pundit but, chatter. Exactly. So, but I, I mean, it, you would just say too, he was extremely creative here. He he took four shots and put two on target. Like, it's not like he didn't deserve. Which do you like more, talking about what someone deserves or talking about someone's intent? I feel like both of them are about, are about yes, the same. Ironically, I am less offended by people saying what someone deserves because I can I can see okay. I can I can get a sense of justice from a match. I can't get into someone's head and know what their intention was. Yeah, does that make uh, sense? Yes, uh, West Brom. If you want to talk about deserving, West Brom deserved at least a goal here. West Brom was had, had plenty, from this match. plenty of chances. Callum Robinson, you know, completely destroys De Gea and hits the woodwork. And 
It just is. It's the way it is. Second clean sheet of the season for Manchester United. So, uh, Anthony Martial, I thought is he. I feel like he's inching closer. Yeah. And eight point seven is going to be. I feel like it's that. That's not going to last much yeah. longer. As if we needed more forward options to choose from. I know. Yeah. It's annoying. Newcastle nil, Chelsea two. There's so much that I want to talk about in this match. Let's just start here. This is the first Scott stat of the day. And now it's time for Scott's stat of the day. It's is it about Federico Fernandez? <laughs> it's not. But <sighs> what a Federico Fernandez horror show Crap. this was. Uh, I no. was pissed because he stole a goal from Chilwell. Yeah, well, and all of FPL Twitter agreed with you. They were all pumped that, you know, Chilwell, you know, right off the top gives you a goal. Oh, my gosh. Nope, it's an, o- an OG for Federico. And then wasn't it his uh, wastefulness that led to the other goal here, the, the turnover? Was it him on the turnover? Well, he definitely was responsible for the own goal. Yeah, the own goal. And then I want to say in the second half it was him. I could be wrong on that. But I think I think he was the one who turned the ball over to Werner because he, he just didn't go get the ball. But anyway, Scott's stat of the day is the number seven. Any guess what seven stands for? Me? Seven. <laughs> seven stripes on the Newcastle kit. Interesting trivia question. Seven is the number of times that Steve Bruce screamed out Callum Wilson's name as a swear <laughs> in response to his forward play in this match. I tweeted at one point during this match that the best thing for everybody yeah. on a Newcastle counter was Joe Linton passing it to St. Maximin. Oh uh, but unfortunately that didn't go anywhere either in this match. Uh, no, seven is the number of clean sheets for Edouard Mendy since becoming Chelsea goalkeeper in the competition. You know what I love, Scott? I had a conversation with my brother, Matt, this past week. Okay. And he was mocking me about how I went to Zuma and Chilwell and he told me how stupid I was for getting Zuma and he's like alright fine I, you know Chilwell's fine I get it but Zuma Zuma and Mendy are you, you're stupid you're <laughs> stupid something sort of like that he probably didn't sound exactly like that but very, Brian, very Brian forceful. you know how very you know forceful me. yeah you know me and my you're and my really good voice. with impressions though exactly. so it's hard to not it's hard to <laughs> doubt you exactly anyways I was loved it man as a Zuma owner as a Chilwell owner I don't own Mendy, but God bless Mendy benefits as well. Uh, Brian, you gave compelling stats earlier in the season about how Mendy might not make a difference coming in as goalkeeper. Is it by luck or well, is it no, I mean, by that's, skill? That's I, that's the question. Is I mean, how, how much have they been tested here? And I think that's a legitimate question. You love the clean sheets, and that's been the point of having them in this run. Is that the matchups have been really favorable for them I mean, even against look they they gave up a goal really quickly to to uh to sheffield who hasn't scored a goal other than that like all season so, true. so it's just they you know it's not like they are still it's not like they're only going to get clean sheets right. but i you know as soon as you saw callum wilson out i mean i feel like you have to like your chances I just want to submit to this podcast panel that no more Reese James slander be allowed on Thank this you. podcast. Thank you. I've been waiting for that. At Scott, th- I want you to say, hey, where the <laughs> does Piliqueta? I thought this was not the moment of Reese James. It is the moment of Reese James. You kept saying, there's going to be weeks. He's he's not ready. He's not ready. Dave as Piliqueta. And for one week, as Piliqueta came in, and, and you kind of gave me a little crap on the show here. On the pod, this is not the show, on the pod, 
And I had to, I had, I was like, fine, all right, you know, you're right, you're right this week. Scott, what say you? Well, James has played, uh, what, four matches in a row? He started four in a row, I think. So it's probably time for Azpilicueta to start against Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> you're not coming off of it. Brian, Reese James. They need stability. He's ninth in scoring for defenders. Reese James is I, a I, mean, I, I don't know what to say. Yeah, but you're not going to – I mean, okay, Dave. You did have the stones to go to a triple Liverpool defense. Are you going to go to a triple Chelsea defense now? I don't know. Uh, I don't I mean, know. I've already taken a negative no, eight. Look, uh, maybe I'll do it to go to I, triple Chelsea I don't defense. love money, I, I mean, look, money, Dave money, money would be an issue at the moment. I've spent the money other places now. Okay, all so. right. I don't know that you like... You're going to hide behind money. I got you. I don't know that you like any defense playing against Tottenham any more than you like any defense playing against Chelsea right now. I feel like it's about the same. That's a good point. Dave, do you have... What Spurs do you still own? Uh, Son and Kane. And you have two Chelsea defenders. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, there's going to be a clash next week. It's what it is. What it is. Is it possible Zuma scores a header? Yes. Is it possible Chilwell has two assists? Yes. Is it possible that Kane and Son score and assist each other? Yes, that can happen. It's two-two. I win, and they both draw. You know it's going to be one-nil Spurs on a Hoybier goal. It, yeah, it, it, <laughs> oh, no. uh, yeah. Assisted by Celso off the bench. Yeah. <laughs> no, look. I mean, look how you're thrilled with this. Chilwell gets subbed early. Just, just preservation. You know, we knew he was dealing with the back end injury over the over the break so precautionary substitution you don't love that he leaves early but you love preserving a clean sheet no matter what and he gets you a bonus point reese james finishes with two bonus points in this match i don't know where the downside is for either of these guys whenever they play and that we talked about it before chilwell is coming in and and is getting in behind on his side is commonly in the box for kind of those back post shots. They're, they're, they are creating chances for him to take those kind of shots. And Reese is crossing the ball, and there isn't anyone on the team. I mean, Ziyech, I'm sure, is is going to be there too. But there's hardly anyone that's capable of putting it into the spots that he is, and he's going to take free kicks. I, I just There's so much to like, especially for a guy who's five even. TAA light. Is what we'll call Reese James. Wow! No way. Um, no, no way. Look, you're disappointed. Light. No, look, you're no light. Way. It's the light version, no, Scott. He is not. He's not even close to the same kind of player as TAA. There's no way. No, I reject that. Reject all you want. <laughs> you. Why do you love stirring up trouble? <laughs> I, that's I'm a just that's saying. a that's a problematic thing to say, and you know it. <laughs> Look, you're disappointed with Ziyech and Timo Werner, especially. Werner is my, if, if wow. again, if is Werner. He, is he wasteful? Look, wasteful for me, player of the he week? is the wasteful player of the week. How many Candidate number three. With or okay, without. Officially, officially a candidate. And by the way, if he wins, you'd know that we have to call it to Christian Benteke, wasteful player <laughs> of the week award. Look, two big. I'll vote ch- just so you can say that again. Scott Veeb. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am German. Scott Viba is actually my Viba, name in that's German. Right, Viba. 
Werner here, two big chances. He's one of the parade of players this week who had at least two big chances in a match. Come on, I man. Mean, he dragged get, one wide. Get selfish. I he mean, dragged a shot wide. He true. completely blew up a breakaway with a terrible pass. A terrible pass. And then he did score, but it was offside in the buildup. Yeah. Like, you, come on, man. His last play is assisting Tammy Abraham's goal, which is like the last thing you want to see him doing. You want to see Tammy. <laughs> right. the, the thing, and it's it's similar. Tammy is playing. It, Tammy is like Harry Kane light this season because Tammy is doing similar things. We talked about it two weeks ago. Just his hold up play. He has such fast players running in behind, going into the channels to pass into, and Tammy is playing great this year. Tammy is the guy. If I had to pick, I don't know how you don't pick Tammy yet again. Just like we said a couple weeks ago, he's 7.2. Okay. He's gotten a return in every start that he's I made this gonna, season. Well, you stole that. In a, segment, say- in a segment we like to call, gotcha. <laughs> got, you got me. I stole your stat again. I just wanted to say, every time he plays 90 minutes, he gets a goal or an assist. He created three chances for his teammates, which is the same number as Mason mounted, and it was one more than Ziyech had. Tammy, creatively and in attack, kicking goals into the net, kicking balls into the net. You want the guy kicking the balls into the net. It's the analysis you come here for. You want the guys kicking the balls into the net. Pulisic should be back. Uh, is expected to be back for Tottenham. Uh, I think he better be because NBC all I know, of their they ads keep showing him <laughs> for the match. <laughs> the American Phenom, Chelsea, and Pulisic <laughs> take on Spurs. Yeah. Uh, do you guys care about literally anyone from Newcastle except Callum Wilson? No. Hey, can I? Give I used you... to care about him until he got hurt, and now I just don't care about. Hey, him guess anymore. what? Callum Wilson's injury not as bad as initially feared. Unless it's an ACL or MCL, <laughs> a fracture, or the word tear is used in some way, can we just assume that every injury is not as bad as initially feared? Yes. Or is this a player-by-player player thing? Uh, no, it's it's around the league. I mean, it's okay. everyone at this I, point. All right, yeah, because it's just hilarious to see those initial uh, tabloid-quality uh, injury fears. And then, uh, oh, hey, look at this. He's back in training. <laughs> anyway. Yep, no doubt about it. Uh, we are halfway through our short-term bet on whether or not Kurt Zuma would be the top-scoring defender in FPL after game week 10. He has a commanding six-point lead over his own teammate, Ben Chilwell. You must be feeling good about that bet, Dave. You said I feel yes. good about all my bets, Scott. I said no. You shouldn't. Any bet not involving Kurt Zuma or Ollie Watkins, <laughs> you're in trouble. <laughs> Liverpool 3. Leicester nil. This might be the surprise. I mean, more so than Spurs City. At, at, for me, uh, surprise of the week. Surprise of the weekend. Wow, what a slaughter. Half Liverpool beats sad Leicester is what I put in my notes. Robertson and James Milner make the dream team. James Milner. What a freaking legend. He is a legend. That dude. How can you hate that dude? You need him in your you need it even if it's not exactly him, although it should be him. There's only one James Milner, but every squad needs a James Milner who can who can wait on the bench yeah. until injury forces him to come in. He's the guy at right, drinking beers on the on the bench. <laughs> he starts at right back. Yeah. And then when there's an injury in the midfield, he moves into the midfield. Scott, I'll, 11 I've said this a hundred times on this pod before. 
when he played at City, I saw him play in one season every position except goalkeeper. Yeah. I saw him play defense. I saw him play midfield. And there was a time, front. shockingly, surprise, surprise, sure. City still has the same freaking issues. They can't get a healthy striker up there. And I saw him play striker. And you know what else? He just, it seems, I don't know him personally, of course, but it seems like he's also a good dude in the dressing room. Of course room. he is. Of course he is. He He's the LRD. Every, everyone well, loves him. He, he is a leader. And that's what happens when you look back at those City teams that were winning titles. You had Yaya Torre. David Silva, James Milner. James Milner was on the, like the very first one. Well, that but there's but then another way that Liverpool has an embarrassment of riches because Jordan Henderson can function that way oh, too. I mean, Henderson has, is that as well, right? And, and that's I mean, what's you're so talking great. about the captain and the vice captain of the squad. Pretty no, much, it's yeah. like it's like Milner's like his dad. Henderson, Milner's like Henderson's dad. <laughs> He's just kind of sitting in the back corner waiting for Henderson to do something stupid, and then he kind of stands up and kind of postures, <clears throat> a little, little clear his voice, yeah, yeah. And then, assistant, and then, and then corrects him, and then sits back down. Just, just. Just as like my my dad, all he'd have to do is like look at me in a certain yeah, way, and yeah. I knew that's what Miller's doing in the back of the locker room, Scott. <laughs> He's letting Henderson get his feet wet, and and Miller's just back there. <clears throat> now and I, Henderson kind of looks back back over his shoulder at him and like, kind of tightens oh, up a little oh, bit. Oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, you said LRD earlier. For those who are new to our show, that's locker room dad, and every good club needs a locker room. How many dad. times do you need to hear about Arsenal's lack of leadership, Dave? Year in year out, who's who's actually in charge I'd of that love, club? Yeah, no, I, I I'd love to know. Actually, be nice. Um, it's cool. It's great. Since there's since nice. there's only let's um, bring that up again, jackass. <laughs> since there's only Liverpool things kind of well, other than other than Casper Schmeichel saving ninety shots in this match. Is there any Nothing anything in particular year. that you that stands out here? Yes, I, mean, I will say. One uh, thing. I mean, if you have if you're a Barnes owner, you you keep him. If you're a Vardy owner, you keep him. Like Barnes had the one Lester chance in this match. Yeah, Bar- well, Harvey had two uh, big chances here. Jamie Vardy had one, and uh, yeah, I think anybody who saw it, I mean, the the best chances for for Lester to score were from those two guys. It's just such a weird as as usual, and and game. and like you know, kind of like we've been saying all along. You you're you're hopeful. I mean, did you expect three nil? Here, Scott? Absolutely no one not. Did. Right, no. that's exactly what I'm saying. So you, I didn't and, expect 3 0 the other way. I, I mean, it, right, no one was. Like, right, at the, at the very least, I think you were anticipating goals and they just they never happened for Leicester and they just kind of got, I don't know, it's like shell shocked and it, it just, it might just be. It might just be the gap and this the feeling like just being overwhelmed by Liverpool because it keeps happening to them. Where was James Madison? He was around. He was creative. It's just that it just never worked, and they got and they just got kind of steamrolled. I will say, Mane did not do what I thought Mane would do. I I sat here last week and said this might be a triple captain Mane right. week with Salah out, right. and it, that did not happen. So I mean, wildly happen. unlucky. You know, six shots this week was the second most of anyone in the league. So the second highest shot total of anyone. Any of four shots on target, which, and honestly. Missing out on a goal by about the width of a fingernail clipping, I think. <laughs> the ball that was cleared off the line. I mean, the anyone, I mean, I just, it's so unlucky that people who own him or, you know, you know, I, I, I mean, honestly, I mean, who wouldn't have thought about captaining him as the kind of the primary? Absolutely. I right. would have if I owned him. Right. So I just think that, I mean, the, the agony of that uh, has to be almost overwhelming. So I, I mean, just, 
There's no reason I still feel like owning Mane and Salah, knowing that Salah should be back uh, for Brighton. There's no reason why he shouldn't be. Dave, you are not uh, nervous about that at all. You obviously Start him. already brought him back in. So, yeah, I mean, still owning those two guys. Uh, we've already when we moved, we've hammered this uh, home a million times already, but just that Mane, like you said, Mane is made better by Salah. Uh, Sala is made worse <laughs> by, Mane. by Mane. Yeah, no, that's true. Mane does not uh, is you know so close to getting uh, a little bit for himself and just doesn't. So, yeah. uh, Andy Robertson, does this change your love or or indifference about Andy Robertson? Uh, I mean, I've always loved him in real life. Are you talking about fantasy? Yeah, I'm talking about fantasy here. Uh, my squad's not built to bring in Andy Robertson at the moment, uh, so I'm going to be waiting a, a couple of months till I have a wild card again in the second half. Um, you want to give any plug to your boy, Roberto Firmino, or to Diogo Jota? Well, sure. I'll mention that my free transfer for game week 10 was to go from St. Maximan to Diogo Jota. Because nice I had work. some money in the bank. And, uh, and I feel really good about that. Yeah. That gives me a really good 11 with Socek as my number 12 player on, on my bench. So, I mean, I, I feel great about that move. I don't I, As much as I like to diversify... I don't mind having Salah and Jota in my midfield, especially okay. when they're playing Brighton next week. Scott, I hate to agree with you. I, too, made a move, panic move today and got rid of Zaha and went from Zaha to Jota. And um, I was concerned about Zaha's price dropping and Jota's rising. And Zaha definitely not available this that's correct. This, this Friday That's against correct. Newcastle. Well, and what's um, interesting is, so I have I have modified my approach to FPL from the last few seasons. Longtime listeners to this podcast know that I'm a I'm a traditionalist, right? I'm not new new age edgy stat guy. I'm a traditionalist. I'm an eye test guy. I'm a you know make your transfers at the last minute. Don't waste, you know, don't take negative fours, anything like that. And I have largely avoided negative fours, and so mm. I've held true to that. I've only taken one so far this season. Good for you. Yeah, and I feel really good about that. Um, but I've been much quicker to make my free transfers, usually for financial purposes. Mm-hmm. And by bringing in Joda, yeah, uh, well, Saturday. Right. I made you my got, move on you, Saturday. You already got one price rise. I did. You'll probably get a second price rise this week. I I, I feel pretty mm-hmm. pretty good about. It. So far, he's the top transfer. You can only you can only have two, and in, in I mean yeah. technically the rules they do you yeah. can only raise a, a I think a. No, maybe it's two tenths. Can you raise two tenths in a week, Brian? I can't remember, but I don't know if there's rules on it. I don't there, think there's anything there explicitly rules. stated about it. Long story if short, there's the only way we can. Well, we could out. look it up, but who cares? Who cares? Um, no, I've already accomplished something through nine game weeks that I did not do at all last season. Which was my overall squad value is one hundred two. Wow, very good. I think mine's on one hundred two point five. Good for you, Scott. No, good for you. No, uh, well, awesome. no, no. But I mean, I but I've taken a lot more negatives, and I'm behind you in the table. So that's what I'm saying. I think you're probably in better position. Squad, I will say. Squad value increasing, yeah. yet not taking negative fours. Uh, you're higher in the table than me, and uh, even though my team value is, is more, it's not much more. I, I, that's my point, I guess. I attribute that to being a little conservative with the negative fours, but being quicker on the free transfers. There was no reason to think that Jota was hurt after the Leicester match right. on Saturday. Sure. So before the right, you know, the prices changed at all on Saturday night. I went ahead. And I knew I didn't want Saint Maximan anymore either after watching Chelsea and Newcastle. You know, I had the money, and I still have a few tenths in the bank. Sure. So I had the money there from my double move last week, and so it was a no brainer to go to Jota. 
Um, um, Firmino would be my not to go back into this match and get us back on track or anything. But, uh, <laughs> Roberto Firmino would be my honorary mention wasteful player, even with a goal. Uh, most big chances of anyone this week and manages to get a goal. So it's just I think it was especially awesome can for we, him. Can we just focus on the fact that he scored a goal, Brian? Yeah, he scored at home, and it's and, uh, we got and to it see was the great. We got guns. to see finger guns, uh, and it also it was great that he scored like two minutes after Graham Lasseau was talking about how he just lacks that finishing touch quality. <laughs> uh, that any, natural, that natural goal scorers. Anytime have. a player can make Graham Lasseau yeah. look silly, we're we're happy about that. Yeah. Leeds nil, Arsenal nil. Uh, this match is notable because three defensive players made the dream team. Lino, Bellerin, and Alioski for Leeds. Is it Lino or Leno? Lino? It's however you say it. It's Lino. your team. It's Lino, I'm pretty hey, sure. Hey, Dave, 25 shots to nine, David. Yeah. 25 to nine. Well, none of them went in. At least three of them went to Aubameyang of the nine that Arsenal took. Which is okay. Better than what he probably has done most other matches. Arsenal's got to just shoot. They just need to shoot more. They need to. They need someone to dribble through the middle, pass it to someone, play a one-two, and just. There's shoot. only one guy that has looked like he's interested in scoring at all, and it's Saka. And Saka's hurt now. How bad is he hurt? No one's really sure. Uh, Dave, you'll be surprised to find out that his injury is, might require some looking at and may need a scan to determine the severity. Did you guys... I, I meant to mention this with the Liverpool match, the last match we just talked about, which was literally just a minute ago, because we just started talking about this match now. Did any of you catch the... or, or at least read the quotes of the, the Jurgen Klopp, Klopp post-match? Yeah. He it, mentioned Saka in his, in his conversation, because... For whatever reason, they they went ahead and tucked three international matches into this past weekend. Well, and, and, and Saka played all three. Fault for starting him. He's got capable guys on the bench. That's true. He's got a whole team on the bench, right? Yes, your, your midweek team. No one else is hurt. Well, he mixed their midweek team. He with did this a little. Team. Willock and Nelson came in for the first time this season. I yeah. think. Uh, they scored their first fantasy points of the season in this match. Yeah. Uh, not that that's relevant, but yeah. So now Saka's hurt. I mean, but but I think it's notable. I think Klopp is right on this. I think he is too. I just don't think, you know, uh, Daily Mail had like their their front sports page article was like, Klopp might be right, but doesn't understand the 900 billion pound question, you know, which is, it's all about the money. But Klopp is a people person. There's no doubt. I'm not, listen, I think uh, the, well, Scott, and, and you've been railing about it, the, the international breaks have been insane. We're in a worldwide pandemic. Why would you why would you encourage so worldwide travel? In one way you were saying they're insane for for a certain reason. Now we're t- Klopp's sort of saying it for a different for reason. For his reasons. Yeah. <clears throat> He's like we have because he, he we have a deep team, but we're going to end up just playing kids. Did you see what he said? He said I and obviously he's being facetious, I'm sure. But he's like, I'm I'm thinking about just sending the points to Brighton and not even playing the match because there's too many matches in our calendar right now. He's not wrong. And we talked a couple of pods ago about how this year, more than any other year ever, if you're playing in European play, you're at the biggest disadvantage you've ever been in in the league. Because there's less gaps. Normally, there's no gaps. There's no gaps. Yeah. Zero gaps. Yeah. And the guys who got sent up into international duty played three matches, some of them. Saka being one of them. Yeah. There's, Bringing it back to Arsenal. There's, there's no doubt. Anyways, bottom line is, 
Arsenal needs to shoot more, Brian. Uh-huh. They tried something a little different. They played a bomb yank through the middle. Yep. They got no goals. Right. On a Leeds team that likes to give up goals to people everywhere. <laughs> now, on the flip side of that, Arsenal gave up no goals. True. On they a Leeds, did give... On a Leeds team that likes to score on people. And Leeds did hit the woodwork three times. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, and... Patrick Bamford cannot buy a goal sometimes. It is shocking. How... And then he'll score three of them. I the know. Time. He is the most terrifying player uh, every match so far this. That's season. why I've already transferred him out once and brought him back into my squad. And he's on a he's on a, a transfer out trajectory so far. Uh, this oh, this good. going in so much for my one hundred two value. Where, I wonder where people are going. I, I don't think it's I, I don't know why you would. I mean they're playing. Look, they're at Everton. At Everton, Jordan, Jordan Pickford's going to give up five goals. At Everton, <laughs> why is that scary? At Chelsea, wait, why, he's going to give up an Abe Lincoln? <laughs> yeah. Maybe not to one person. Scott. Oh, 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 okay. Home All West right. Ham at New or home to West Ham and then Newcastle. That's the next four for Leeds. I feel like that's it's just fine. I don't see that they're not scared of anybody. Look, let's let's talk about the real team that's worth talking about here. It's it's Arsenal, which don't have a fantasy player worth owning. So uh, let's just talk more. Not about Not even that. Pepe. You don't talk about. Yeah, let's talk about Pepe. Pepe sent off with the red. Yeah, he here. he he came out with a great apology, but. Arteta kind of slammed him. Everyone slammed him. He didn't have a teammate that really stuck up for him because he's a freaking idiot. I mean, so, when you're Pepe, though, and you're already living on a prayer so in this squad. What's interesting is I, I, saw, I saw a lot of people say, hey, Pepe's playing bad. I actually thought he was playing good. I, I'm seeing a Pepe that's tracking back, helping out defensively. Okay. Uh, and is, is he worthy of being the most uh, expensive Well, we can't time? change that now, damn it. No, but is I mean, he playing up to that? Well, Even in this match, would well, you say no, he's playing up to no, that? No. And then he gets sent off with a red card because of a, a very avoidable red card, by the way. Right. It was a, I lost my head. Now, Arteta was able to rehab Xhaka. He inherited a Xhaka problem, sure, and right. he was able to rehab him. Sure. He inherited a Pepe problem at the same time because he didn't sign Pepe. That's that correct. was that was towards the end of the Emery era, That's right? That's correct. Uh, era, right? So he inha- also inherited a Pepe problem. Why can't he fix the Pepe problem? Well... Right now, Ar- it, look, Arsenal had a lot of problems. <laughs> Let's go back to where they were before Arteta got there. They were giving up a lot of goals. They've been able to stop giving up a lot of goals, uh-huh. unless you're Villa or Liverpool, and we just need to focus on scoring a few more. Okay, Dave, <laughs> are they too focused on defense? Uh, maybe, but that's not a horrible thing. I think you have to start there and work your way forward. That's what that's what 10 to 15th place clubs do, is they focus on defense to avoid getting relegated. At- Things will be okay. You guys are an expensive Burnley right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. Aubameyang is nothing I, more than a Chris Wood. It's difficult to argue. Uh, that is fair. But, uh, hey, remember, uh, what did Klopp accomplish in his first, <laughs> yeah, first year? Good. All yes. right, here hey, we go. Hey, Let's hey, get back you, to that. You know what Klopp never had to deal with, though? What is that? This is the honorable mention for Scott's stat of the day. Oh, okay. It's number five. Five. Another guess on a number? I can't believe this. The number five, the amount of times that Alioski clipped clipped Pepe's heels before he got headbutted. <laughs> uh, I think the cameras will show that that might be true. Five is the number of goals that Leeds actually scored. <laughs> in a multiverse alternative yeah, in, world. In one of the, yeah, in one of the other matches occurring Dave, it's, elsewhere. Dave, it's the number of red cards Arsenal received in the last year. Yeah, 
uh, in the last year or just like 12 months in the last 12 no the last 12 months I mean shit happens whatever you know I, I, I mean I tend to look at that as a lack of discipline it's fair I saw you say that in the slack and I thought you know what you're a bastard you <laughs> um, now who's got problematic tell, statements so, tell me tell me that that's wrong no, though convince me all. that's wrong not at all the, the lack of discipline that, that benched Ozil the lack of discipline that sent out Gwendozi if you don't get in line then you're gone no the lack that, of discipline Jaka displayed that, that's the lack of pre Arteta Right, and now he's in line? No. So, I mean, I, I don't have there, – there's no issue there. I love – you know, look, there was a there was a dust-up between Ceballos and Luis. Yeah, what's Ceballos' deal? Every time there's a dust-up, he's involved. I, I'm okay with that. I want someone who's a little feisty. You know what? Sometimes, like, like, I, said, like I said, it's slack. Sometimes brothers punch each other. Sure. Okay? There's, mean, it happens. It's true. And, and then I, you're still brothers at the end of the day. But, David, there's good feisty and there's bad feisty, and that's weird. And just, just stay with me on the wavelength that I'm trying okay. to be All on right. here. Right. Is this good feisty, though? Is Ceballos really good feisty? Because dude doesn't play much. When he does, he's a prima donna. Right, I mean, he kind of comes so. across as a prima donna. He it, he was the Grealish of this match. He was getting fat. He was winning a lot of free kicks for Arsenal. I'm getting, just saying, getting like, fouled. If you're not in a position where like you have any right to be getting into dust ups, it can be bad feisty, right? Is that That's is that fair? I, I see your point there. I I just think that whatever's been going on, um, it's fine. Listen, I I it's, I'll take back fine. my prima donna line as, a little as bit. As Jose would say. Sometimes you got to be a bastard. Okay. I'll take on, back on my pitch. prima donna line a little bit. I'm just jealous of his hairline. Danny Ceballos' wow, hairline. Wow, he's got great hair. My favorite quote of the week leading up to this was when um, Pepe said, my goal is to play more. Okay. To have a little more playing time. <laughs> sure. A player who plays... A player who plays... Yeah, sure. ...is happy. Yeah, that's right. For me... <laughs> yep. I would like to play a little more. Not now. To find a smile again. He's frowning. Dave, why can't you just let Pepe find a smile again? Oh. Just a little smile. I hate to say it. I, I felt like he was having a decent game. Just I, know, a, I know other people might say otherwise, but you know what? You can't do something that stupid because now you just found the bench for three games. Just, just a I grin. I guess you can play in Europa. Can't he you even can get us? Europa matches you can start. It does so. make – it does – yeah, he, he just gets promoted or demoted. Promoted or demoted to the I don't the know. Team. I mean, the, the midweek team is the team that's been winning. So. Yeah, but does that just say more about the Europa competition than the Premier League competition? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe uh, they just like to travel. No, no, no. But, but listen, the same thing when they played their FA Cup matches and their, their um, is it Carling? Their, no. Uh, Carabao. In the Carabao Cup matches, the, two of their Carabao Cup matches were against Leicester and Liverpool, and they, and they won those. So I don't know. Yeah. They're, they're, Do you know what Jurgen Klopp doesn't care about? Domestic cups. Hey, you know what? Especially this year. Hey, trophy, Scott. Take your trophy. You know what? You you lift your FA Cup trophy. I'll enjoy my Premier League uh, trophy. Oh, yeah. Bask in that one. You just bask in it. There you go. That's fair. What place is Arsenal right now? All right. Villa. Oh, go ahead, Ryan. One, uh, one you more got thing. The figure, I got the, the one the, more the, thing. The Brian finger. double. Last I got thing, one more thing. Finger just gun. that Stuart Dallas put on a shooting clinic here. That's fair. Again, four shots, one in the box. Are you owning him? Uh, I'm thinking about it. Uh, he made the he made this stat so far list. St- Stuart Dallas is doing what we stat so far list in in FPL the article FPL America the article just oh. to say that Stuart Dallas is one of the most uh, shootinest defenders in the Premier League. <laughs> shootinest, rootinest, tootinest. 
I wanted defenders in the it, defenders is, in the Premier League. I wanted so FPL America. I wanted you to do the rhyming. <laughs> That's what it was there for. Well, Brian, Brian uh, sets you up better than anyone else. Oh, uh, there's and no doubt. You Every don't even day. know what happens. No, he's he's doing what we had talked about because he did this in the championship, and it is kind of translating into the Premier Finally, League. Finally, though, yes, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Like I, I again, you're not necessarily. Brian, who are you going to send out for Stuart Dallas? Look, who are you I'm just saying. I'm I'm just saying. No, he put isn't, it into reality. He who is are you going to send out? I'm saying a, a guy that's four or five to make him one of your. Are you he's, sending out Sochi? I feel like he's playing in the midfield no, is, as well. No, he is. He's oh, a sure. defender. He is. A he's four, a defender, but he's playing forward. Right. He's playing. He's. Are four, you sending out Sochek? No. Because you've been on record. I Why read. Why would he FBL need to send out Sochek? No, he's a defender. You, right. Sochek's a midfielder. Oh, good call. Sorry about that. So he, you're going to put him in your four or five defender rotation. Yes. He. I'm saying Lamptey's out for the next match. You sending out Lamptey? Ryan, Matt, Target, or. Or Stuart Dallas. I'm saying that you've got leads uh, in the next two weeks. I th- I'm just saying, like, the number of people who would ha- have already had Luke Ailing, the number of people who already have a defender who is 4.5, yeah, I just think that to put him in there as an as a low-price option is not is not a bad thing. All right. Uh, I would do it especially after Chelsea. Did you hear the uh, Ailing is Ailing pun? That's it. Uh, That's no, no. Did someone actually do that? You didn't listen to the commentary of your own match, Dave? He looked a little... Uh, yes he, no. I had a lot going uh, on. It was definitely there. He Sorry. looked a little um, He looked a little uh, hurt on his way off. Oh, like the, he was ailing. Yeah, a little bit. With AI. Um, I hope that the uh, Dallas and Socek thing is my lowest point of this pod, by the way. <laughs> Villa 1, Brighton 2. Uh, I don't know that a lot of people expected that the folks who make the dream team from this match would be from Brighton, but they were. Sully March, which is still far and away Brian's best call of the season. And Danny Welbeck. He keeps Sully March keeps insisting that you consider him for he your does. fifth for your fifth defender spot. Listen, it's if, hard to argue with. Defender honestly. or midfielder? He's midfielder. A, I'm sorry. Your fifth midfielder. It's my fault. Your I'm fifth confusing midfielder. Things. Now listen, if I didn't listen to this podcast, I wouldn't even consider Sully March. But because I do, and I heard Brian talk about him like six weeks ago, I keep thinking, man, he might be a good guy to have in there. Well, he keeps getting those goals where the ball falls kindly to him while he stands there all alone, <laughs> uh, you know, as the ball glances off of the either the goalkeeper parries it or deflects somewhere somewhere right where he's standing by himself. What's the line here, Dave? Points, points. for points. Are, you knew it. See, you knew. I yeah. wasn't even listening and I knew that. <laughs> Did you guys have a bet about the number of Villa clean sheets in their green no. run? Here. I had one last uh, project. No, restart. we did have a we did have a, a bet about that, and and I was thinking about that. I'm almost positive Just, we uh, had a bet about if Villa. We at least talked about no. th- this the run of matches here for Villa and Emiliano Martinez as a goalkeeper, just because he was a popular choice. Right, has been very popular. Right, and uh, as Villa continue to uh, ship goals, I, I, I felt like, like this was a game that they. I don't know. I, Villa's that team that that none of the top teams want to play. Traditional top six, but yet when they when they play a, a team on par with them like Brighton, it, it doesn't seem to translate. I'm I'm hearing Crystal Palace in here. That's They're fair. a real Crystal Palace right now. Is, am I making? Is that no, fair you're right. though? You're right. It's very unpredictable. Like you you literally any villain that you have chosen to hold on to, you should not even care about the matchup. 
I got this. I so got this. Villa off an international break. <laughs> Before international break, don't play him. All stars. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the lesson here. Trezeguet, and then by extension, uh, Ollie Watkins, both robbed here. No. You don't think so? I mean, by the letter of the law, yes. But mm-hmm. but no, 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 I'm not even going to go with the law because I, I, I can't speak uh, uh, very uh, strongly to what the law actually says. By what the refereeing has been, yes. Okay. Okay, but listen, within the context of everything, which I know referees aren't allowed to go off of, justice was served. I mean, think about it. Trezeguet, he is seconds removed from an elbow to, uh, was it Veltman's throat? Nothing gets called. Sure. And then you have Tariq Lamptey getting sent off, which hurts all of FPL. Not <laughs> me. Just about everybody. I don't own him. So on an, on a, on a ticky-tack kind of. Uh, it was it was. It was, too, it it was, was not yellow. a lot. Yes. Yeah, it was it, very weak yellow. You could see why it was given, but it was not. there was not a lot in it. And then you have a play in the box where there was, again, not a lot in it. And the guy who just gets away with an elbow to the throat is now going down on a soft kick to the shin. And, you know, I think about this a lot these days, actually, because I feel like the way a player goes down is really important. Yeah, it, it, happened, really to, it important. happened to Gallagher. It was almost the exact same kind of thing in the West Brom-Manchester United match. Yeah, True. I, I just thought it was an, an amazing thing that they spent so much time talking about the angles that it was so dependent yeah. on camera angles. Mm, angles. Because to me, you saw it con- wasn't. there was contact. Yeah. D- Dean Smith said everybody heard it. He said he could hear it. He said, everybody in the stadium, because there's no fans, we all heard the kick to the shin pad. Yeah. So you, you got an angle that showed it. The, everyone there is probably would have been content with it, and uh, it gets uh, overturned. But but honestly, so so here's the thing. So you're, you're, what you're saying is this is more about this is more about me. about what's the words that we said earlier? Uh, not intent. It's what he does. It's what it's, it's what it was. What Trezeguet was deserved. deserved. Yes. Not because as much about intent. Trezeguet, after this match, is nothing more than not just a V-I-L-L-A-N, but he is a V-I-L-L-A-I-N as well. And listen, you get kicked in the shin. I mean, it's a pretty weak kick. It was contact. It was there. I expected it to be upheld. But when it wasn't, I felt like justice was served, not only in the context of the match, but he also like put his arms up in the air, flopped his legs back, went down on his stomach. That was theatrical. It was very theatrical. And that's why I say how a player goes down kind of matters. If he just kind of crumpled down to the pitch, he gets the call. I'm almost certain of that. Now, I will say that with all that said, I guess there was something to be said for the fact that I can't remember who the defender was at the moment. Uh, you said, I think, earlier. They, he touched the ball in there, too. Like, he touched the ball and then got through to the shin pad. Um, yeah. So maybe that was part of what Michael Oliver's decision was. All I know is what I re- interpreted into all that was that Michael Oliver used his brain and not just the letter of the law, and he made this decision, and it made me very happy. I just feel like you wouldn't be saying this if it was somebody that you cared about. 100%. <laughs> you might be right. It's 100% the kind of situation where when you're Dean Smith, you feel robbed, and when you're Graham Potter, you just go with it. Like, yeah. there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Danny Welbeck, uh, man of the match here. Um, 
since getting minutes, uh, significant minutes, last three weeks. So he's taken six shots, which is not a ton, but it's the fifth most of all forwards. He's had two big chances, which is the same, fifth most of all forwards. I just feel like you maybe more care about this because he's 5.5. And un- how many until in a row un- has he played? until or unless he gets injured again. Yeah, how many matches in a row has he played? So he's played three now. Oh goodness, this is the one. He's kind of he's, he's kind of taken taken the, the place of Connolly. He's gonna he, get hurt. He's in the next better match. quality, guys. He's played three in a row. He's gonna get hurt. He can't play four matches without getting hurt. They are managing him. Of course, they're not gonna throw him out there ever for ninety minutes. I just think if he did play ninety minutes this past, if week. you are, and that can't happen, and they, I think they know that. That's why he's getting hurt. What I'm saying is, at five and a half, I think he's better quality, has a better, a more defined role for Brighton than say, uh, Rian Brewster has. For Sheffield. Sure, so if you're not playing a third striker as a viable player, I feel like Danny Welbeck is just a – it's worth a look. That's oh, it. No, it's really close to Bamford money still, isn't it? Bamford's 6.1 now. So I'm yeah, saying that if yeah, – I'm saying that, yeah, it's, I'm saying if you're looking at it from this point exactly, it's, it's significant. So Sheffield, nil. West Ham won. Not a whole lot here, except I know Dave. How about those fighting hammers, Brian? Well, Brian, Brian's a hammers fan, so he's going to. I'll tell you what, man. He's going to have all the hammers. Tell me about those hammers, hammers Brian. What do you want me to tell you about them? They won again. Who should I own? You know who you should own. Not Crestwell. First of all, it's Sheffield, and Sheffield can't do anything wow, right Yeah, but right West now. Ham has come through the hard part of their schedule here, especially in the first half of the season, and they're okay. And, yeah. And does that mean that they're actually really good? They might be, and they're doing it now. They've they've been doing it. They've with been doing it without Antonio. Defense and without Antonio, yeah. It's Alaire scored the lone goal in this and match. And a rocket. Um, you know what though? You watch him. He was unfairly rewarded for being a lazy ass. I'm telling you right now. I was watching in the replay. I was watching him the that entire makes sense. way. It's the only way he's going to he score. Absolutely lazied himself. He he should have been deeper in the box, and he happened to luck up. On, a, on almost a missed pass or a deflected pass that landed right in front of him, and he laced one into the back of the net. Of course. He lazied himself into a goal. Allaire is a lazy player, and he's only playing because they have no one else to play there. Word. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying you definitely don't own Allaire, but uh, it had to feel good to score, I'm sure. Um, no, it's all about hammers defensively, man. Fabianski, five saves, two bonus points. Number one overall def- uh, goalkeeper in it. Cresswell and Masuaku both leave with a bonus point here. Somehow, uh, Sufal uh, misses out, even though he was probably the most creative. Sufal, hammer. He had a chance on goal. Well, he had what yeah. looked a, like it could night, have been a, a chance on goal. A good attempt. Yeah. And he created the most chances of anybody for West Ham. It seems so. like Fabianski finds his way into the top three of goalkeepers every year. You should no almost matter, just never not no have Fabianski. What club, who they're it playing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Long term, Fabianski is going to be another, in the top. Another goalkeeper regret. I know. <laughs> that Arsenal has. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. He, he yeah. was Chesney's backup years ago. Oh, finally gosh. got a. Yeah, it's whatever. He played for Emery. Basically, if you want to be world class, be a backup for Arsenal. Be a backup for Arsenal, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, we already said Socek, I mean, r- realistically, if not scored, uh, 
easily could have passed across to Jared Bowen, who was furious that he didn't get, uh, <laughs> didn't score when Socek dragged his shot from two and yes. a half feet uh, a bit wide. I would have loved um, that Socek goal. My favorite thing was that uh, Antonio, who continues to plummet in price, uh, rightfully so, uh, that he announced on his Twitch channel this week that he was fit and training and could, could be available for the match and then uh, is not even in the team. It's a very uh, 2020 thing to have happen as we could keep finding out more information about players from their social media accounts. Yes. I mean, uh, come on. This is... This, but this is what it, it it comes. This is what it becomes. FPL, Premier League. If you don't create an official injury protocol, we're talking about players' Twitch channels. Sure, Twitch is Scott. If you don't know, is a live video. I'm feed. aware of what Twitch is actually. <laughs> Thank you very much. I should not have to watch an individual uh-huh. player's Twitch channel. Same thing Twitch with Instagram channel. and or and or Twitter. You got to follow everyone to know what's going on because Lord knows the FPL. Which not only, well, the FPL, the Premier League and FPL, both are way behind the times and technology and how they deviate rulings. There's nothing else to say whatsoever. I have something else to say. So let me wrap up the conversation on this match with the Chris Wilder manager quote of the week. Oh, that's right. So uh, listeners of at least the last year of this podcast know that I don't think Chris Wilder is a very good leader. And I think these days you have to be a good leader to be a long-term manager. And uh, I think Chris Wilder is just too old school to be able to manage a club for any sustainable period of time in the Premier League. Here's what he said, and this, to me, I just stood out as proof of my opinion. You're going to hear it as proof of your opinion, too. Okay, all right, fine. But here's the quote. In speaking to the result here and the fact that Sheffield have struggled overall over the course of the season, here's what he had to say. Quote, it wasn't the system. It was players' confidence and decision-making at key times that decided the result. It's going to be that way when you have picked up one point from nine games. We'll go again. We have to. I am there to lead them, and I certainly enjoy that challenge. End quote. What do you hear in that? I hear a, a manager who uh, is in a tough spot and wants to, wants to do better, but knows that, knows that statistically one point out of the first nine games Gets you relegated. Yeah. But I hate the fact... He, he talks down about his players pretty regularly. We know this. We saw this even last season when things were going at well. At some level, you need to be honest about it. I, he called off who... Was it Basham or Egan? About not... It's Basham, I think. About not scoring enough. Basham scores the next game. I'm just saying he knew that Basham was getting, in, getting scoring chances and wasn't scoring. And he was just honest about it and called him out. I don't. I'm, I will never hate that. I will never hate that. He I should, said last year that if Sheffield ever got to where they were struggling, he would not be a manager who could bring them out of it because he's not the kind of relatable guy it seems to his players to be able to inspire them to be better. And this quote isn't going to help any player feel better about their performance for the club. This quote says, "I was fine. My players were not. It wasn't the system. It was them." Is basically well, what he. I mean, that's why, literally what he said. But why couldn't that be the case? I'm not saying it's not the case. That's not the point. The point is not that that's not the case. The point is he said these things out loud to us. Maybe, maybe that's the point. Maybe Pep needs to say that. I don't. I don't think that's relevant what? here. Pep can't get on the field and play. Maybe Arteta needs to say that. Arteta can't get on the field and play. 
But are they are they He's saying setting it? the team up? Are they are I they guess, saying it though? What why I guess, is, here, I guess maybe you are making my point. They're not saying it because they understand how important it is to build your players up and to get them to perform. Now, if Chris Wilder looks into his his dressing room and sees guys who need to be challenged publicly in this way and need to be spoken about behind their backs, so to speak, to the press this way, and that's what makes them better, okay, fine. Then he's brilliant, and that's great. Time will tell whether or not that's actually true. Right now, what I said a year ago is proving to be true. He is not capable of managing this squad when they're struggling because he is not pro player. He's not. He's pro Chris Wilder. It's tough to argue against that. Yeah, but he's from there. He's a blade for life. Look, they play West Brom next week, so I'm looking forward to nil-nil. <laughs> then they play Leicester, Leicester at Southampton and Manchester United. This is not better for them. I don't know. I don't. You, this is. It, it. It just seems like. Why aren't we talking about Chris Wilder being sacked? You're in a free fall, and it's getting, <laughs> and you have a schedule that is about to get really unfriendly. Chris Wilder deserves to be sacked. Now, he could turn that around, and I'll be the first to give him credit if he He's he got to be on the hot seat, you'd imagine. Have we checked the odds, the, the manager hot seat odds? It's amazing how he, a lot of those guys have gotten off of it. I'm telling you now, he is not capable of being a good manager when things are bad. And it's these exact – like this isn't – this wasn't even a surprising quote to me. This is everything he was saying when things were going well, and I'm like – are you kidding me right now? Like you're literally calling that player out. You're literally talking about your team this way. They just happen to make it work above the norm, above the mean. They are they have fully regressed to the mean at this point. And he is not the right manager for Sheffield United. You might be right. But um, right now he's the manager. And I'm not sure there's many guys that want to just come into that job. That's true. Uh, and I well, mean, why not? Why not? You've got guys who can play there. I mean, someone needs to come in and build up Rian Brewster the way that Ancelotti did DCL. I was gonna say maybe one of his maybe his kid young though. I mean DCL's a few years older. Maybe it? his um lack of goal scoring shaming, he should just rotate between Ollie McBurney and, and uh what's McGoldrick? The, and McGoldrick every week, just talk about how bad they are at scoring. Uh, maybe it might work. I mean, I, I honestly feel such a anger in my heart. Even right now, oh, we because all we're talking feel about Chris Wilder. <laughs> we all so much. feel it. I want them to just completely fall apart. Burnley won, Crystal Palace nil. Brian already referenced this. An early Chris Wood goal is enough. You have to be frustrated as a Palace fan, but at the same time, this is Palace without Zaha. Whether Roy Hodgson say, likes Scott, it or not, uh, Brian, this is this is Everton without. Or Charleston. All it took was Ben Mee and James Tarkowski getting back together again, and Burnley goes right back to normal. And Palace without Zaha gives you exactly what Palace is giving you without Zaha. You're not. All you're along. not. You're not actually being as facetious as you seem. I looked at this. Ben Mee has been back for two matches, eight and six. Right. That's it's. That's why I'm. I'm saying welcome back, real Burnley. <laughs> I just feel like. All I just right. feel like this Brighton and Palace. Zero, zero, Brighton and Palace. Oh, one, zero is... is every Burnley match from now okay. on. No, Brighton and Palace were those two matches. At City's next. Exactly. Everton after that. At Arsenal after that. If Everton smoke a, if they shut out a, an, an anemic City next week, Brian, I'll come back and say, 
Okay. You no, know, no, I I will do this. I'll go one step further, Dave. I will put my FPL lineup on the line. If Burnley shut out City in the last, I will. Stop. Tra- this is a great Brian Scott bet. If Burnley shut out City, I will commit myself now to using my game week eleven free transfer on a Burnley defender. Wow, period. that's a great bet. Um, I was going to say that in the last six matches... Are you taking that, Ben? Wait, what am, what am I putting up here? I think, You're taking the non-shutout. What am I offering? Yeah, what, oh, what that are they're going to shut out Manchester City. Uh, yes, if the score of Manchester City <laughs> no, listen, home if, to Burnley is 0-0 or 1-0. Yeah. No, I, look, I, what, I'm saying that they, like, they, are, they don't ship goals. When it's when it's real burning, I want the bet to be you have to if it's zero zero, you both have to bring in a Burnley defender. <laughs> no, the, he should have to make Ederson like it has to hurt your money. Like you have to bring you in Ederson bring in as Kinsella. your goalkeeper. That would really hurt. <laughs> oh, to have to go from to have to go from Alex McCarthy yes. to Ederson yes. is like yes. that is like. Yes. Like a like an ice pick under the toenail type of pain. <laughs> what I was going to say is, in the last six matches, all competitions, Manchester City has scored uh, like, like five goals, twenty three goals against Burnley. Burnley has scored one goal. Yes, against Manchester Jeez. City in the last six matches, all competitions. Hey, if it's ever going to happen, though, it's now. Wow! Look, Holy. this Manchester City against. Burnley that now is just that just is packing it in again. Yes, yeah, effectively packing it in all the buses. Uh, I look. I just uh, what I'm saying is I just th- I don't think that Burnley is now a green pushover the way they were uh, for the first I don't know yeah, but five the, or six. The, weeks. Their next three four matches, five six matches are City, Everton, Arsenal. Granted, City and Villa Arsenal, Wolves leads. City Arsenal next have six. both been anemic. Yeah. And then and then Villa Wolves leads. I what I'm saying is I just don't think that this I just don't think that it's Burnley that's all of a sudden like, oh no, here they go like but, three or four goals go in all of a sudden. Yeah, but Brian, can I just say that as Burnley has become this Burnley, they've also become about as exciting to watch as Tony Pulis's Stoke. Oh no, they're terrible to watch. No one, no one wants to see. And maybe uh, that's why Dave doesn't like all ten matches on at separate times anymore, <laughs> because one of those ten matches includes Burnley. I used, yeah, I used to could just not watch those matches. Scott, <laughs> they got buried in the ten o'clock time slot. Yeah, I liked yeah. it when there was like four games at ten o'clock, and I, I knew the important one to watch, right? But yeah, because you have don't to watch need, the other well, ones. But can I, I catch just, the highlights of the other ones? This is exactly why the Premier League should be down to eighteen clubs. I know. No, 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 stop. We're not going to delay on this, but I just, well, be fair to voice your opinion. I disagree. I don't Are you think... watching Fulham? Are you watching West Brom? Are you watching Burnley? I watch most matches. I, I am too. I did not That's watch not them. a challenge to your podcast I was not able prep. To, I was not able to watch the matches today because of work. Sure, sure, sure. Monday matches are stupid. I hate Monday matches. But, but this anyways. is not a challenge to your podcast prep. This is about our Fulham, West Brom, and Burnley actually belonging in the Premier League. That's what this is about. Because two of those three clubs could be in the championship if they were down to 18 clubs. That's my point. All right. Um, how many people still have Nick Pope? Is it over 
I mean, I feel like of all the points that ten point five. That is that Nick is Pope ownership update. <laughs> ten point five, Brian. Oh, Dave, make some music for one this. out of ten. Uh, yeah, I just think that's a lot. Uh, I that's, mean, a, that's a high carryover from the start of the season. Listen, uh, though, and, and three out of the last five matches, though, have been amazing. I was going to say, FPL tweeted it a, a, not too long ago, probably right after the match, just talking about what he's returning in points per points. But do per you know million. who he got those returns against in three out of the last five? Garbage teams? West Brom, Brighton, and Crystal right, Hold on, hold on. Yeah, Real he quick. should not give up a lot <laughs> Real in those quick. matches. <laughs> yes. can, can I play a game real quick? Yeah, Scott. I'd love to play a game. Scott, let's play a game. What's it called? Who scored more? In a segment we like to call, Who Scored More yes. with David? It's it's a game. Who scored with David tonight? Overall, <laughs> overall on the season. Don't want to know. Tonight. Overall, on the season, who has scored more? McCarthy or Patricio? Are you getting this to Burnley and Crystal Palace at some point? I'm going to say Alex McCarthy. Um, yeah, me too. Patricio. Who has scored more? <laughs> Sorry. Who has scored Thanks, more? Brian. Nick Pope or Emiliano Martinez? Martinez. Hmm. Emiliano Martinez has scored more. You got it. Who has scored more? Nick Pope or Patricio? Hmm. Nick Pope. Patricio. Patricio. Oh my gosh. Who has scored more than everyone? Fabianski or Fabianski? Goalkeeper scoring's insane. Patricio's number two. Listen, goalkeeper points are a second form of bonus points. We have said Holy. this. Holy. But Nick Pope has given you a lot of bonus points in those last couple of weeks. But again, it's been against inferior competition, and the next three weeks are going to be hard for Burnley. So I think we've said enough about that. Wolves won, Southampton won. This match literally just ended a few hours ago. I don't have a whole lot to say. Theo! Theo got a goal! Hey, Theo Walcott, let's talk about it. We said not too long ago. I don't know why would the British say Theo with a f on it. I don't know why. I, I still don't know why anytime you hear anyone British say Theo you with are, a f on it. You are Honestly. In, you are inviting it tonight. I... Yeah, love seriously. British listeners. We have, we have I wish I was British. Alienated. I just don't know why they say Theo. We've literally alienated every people group who <laughs> listens to this podcast. Look, Theo Walcott, yet again, could have done better. Says he couple, feels like a kid again, Brian. A couple of times. Yeah, because he's playing in his boyhood club's home. But he missed chances more than he There's made no, them. I'm sure. If right. he scored one, Scott, Scott, I know this. If Theo scores one, he had eight chances. Okay? <laughs> look, well Brian, Brian knows the stat. Look, all What's I know. Stat, Brian? Look, no, I don't have a stat on it other than that he scored a goal. And we talked about it, whether or not you could you could trust this. And I think the feeling is no, you can't. (laughs) Overall, you don't feel good about it, but still, like, this is this is something. It's something and against an unexpected, and I don't think you're expecting much from him against Wolves at Molyneux. And and he leaves here with a goal. Che Adams, to me, still the story of this, of the of the early, of, of weeks five through nine right now is that he keeps getting you something. An assist and three bonus points here for he's, Che Adams. He's passed any hey, now. Can right. I say I something? I mean, it's here? just an outstanding, an, an outstanding bounce back for Che Adams. Can I say, say this? This is shocking to me. Yeah. 
in in the last three matches that Theo has played for is <laughs> played for what? That's he double he doubles down. Is played for fourth Southampton. He's got an assist or goal in, in all three matches. Yeah, he's been very good. Assisted at Villa, assisted New, Newcastle, scored now at at Wolves. Listen, they he's have He's a 58. What they have going forward, did I I am almost positive that Nathan Redmond did not play in this match. Correct. But what they <laughs> Correct. What they have going forward here even without Danny Ings, it's Musa Gineppo is outstanding for them. He always has been when he's healthy. Attacking. Stuart Armstrong is healthy again and is playing really well. Like, Stuart Armstrong had an, a really great chance in this match, too. Like, going forward, Saints are no joke. And and defensively, look, like, they were, I mean, they were they were stretched at the end. I mean, and, and credit to Alex McCarthy and eight saves and bonus points here for him in this match. Like, you love... Alex McCarthy continues to be an um, continues to be a great own uh, as a as a goalkeeper here. I just I just think that I just don't think that it's going to be the end of Theo Walcott is all I'm saying. I agree. I, I think there's something there. He's at five point eight. It's I I have my eyebrow raised. Congratulations to anyone who still had uh, Raul Jimenez uh, who ends a with gets a return here for what feels like the first time in maybe forever. Uh, Pedro Neto off the bench to score uh, the equalizer. Oh, Kilman keeps starting too. So yeah, Saiz Saiz not even in the side because like of COVID. Connor Connor Cody misses out here too. Uh, Kilman at four point three. COVID exposure. Right. So. Uh, I still think Kilman. Uh, Kilman's a guy. He had three shots. Only Stuart Dallas had more out of any defenders yeah. this week. So it's, no, it's, Kilman it's, was in my starting lineup. He only gave me two points, but he's not. He's not a threat no, to come out. We said it before. You need a Tyreek Mitchell's uh, has no place anymore in the uh, in the Crystal Palace lineup. It's an easy swap, or should be relatively easy to go uh, to Kilman at four point three. All right, we have made our whirlwind tour through game week nine. Dave, tell me again what you have done with your lineup for game week ten. I got crazy this week and made three changes. Scott. Negative eight. I I uh, against probably a, what I shouldn't have better decision. I should not have done it. Did it anyways. I uh, out of my team was Raheem Sterling, Jorginho, and Zaha. Into my team was Salah. Jota and Socek. That's what I've done, Scott. All right, very good. <coughs> I have used my one free transfer to go from St. Maximan. Yep. Who I was forced to play because of Salah's COVID sure. uh, tests. Um, but that's it now. He's out, and I've already gone from him with my money in the bank to Diogo Jota, second Liverpool midfielder. I'm struggling with my captain's pick this week. It's it's probably between Fernandez, Salah, Jota and Son I'm trying to keep it in my midfield, and I'm struggling there because uh, Fernandez. Wait, wait, is, hold on. Is your is your midfield? Away. Is your all mid, away. Is your midfield really Jota, Fernandez, Salah, and Son? Yeah, and so check. That's literally my midfield. Great. We have you're, the exact same midfield. You're doomed for failure. I think we have the same strikers. I hate even you Even though I've so had much. the same strikers for a long time. Uh, do we have the same strikers? Who are your strikers? Uh, DCL, Kane, and Bamford. That's my. <laughs> <laughs> You've copied me, sir. Uh, I uh, the, let the record Who's show your... <laughs> that I had most of these guys before you. Who is your goalkeeper? 
Uh, Martinez and Steer. Jed Steer. <laughs> All right, so I've, I've got button in the buttonhole okay. as well I should. Who are your defenders? Zuma, Chilwell, Target, Mitchell, and Jimmy Dunn. And I had to do some work on – I have three starting <laughs> midf- our defenders. I need to do some work there. I just no, actually, know. I do too. Mitchell and Lamptey are on my bench for game week 10 because yeah, obviously Lamptey's not going to play. Um, but you're not getting rid of Lamptey. No, I'm not. No. no, and I've got, but but it gives me no options uh, to play in defense. Kilman, Kyle Walker, Peters, and Chilwell, regardless of matchup. That's my that's my back line. Got you. And I agree with you. I, right now, the C's on Salah. I, I don't know what to do yet. Uh, I haven't made a move yet. Uh, I do not want to lose. Uh, I do not want to lose a tenth on Zaha. I feel like Zaha is uh, is going to drop in price. If uh, he didn't tonight, so that's uh, fortunate. I think it'll probably happen here soon. Vardy went up in price already as of the recording of this podcast. Uh, I see so he's at ten point two now. I know I just I just transferred in Richarlison. I hate doing this kind of thing, but I if I go from Zaha to Socek, I can go from Richarlison to Vardy, and that makes my front line pretty expensive because I'm not selling Kane. Wow. But I would bring in Vardy to captain him uh, home to Fulham next week. I like that. That's so, a good move. So Zaha's obviously, Zaha's not playing at all. Socek would become, you know, it's a that's a lot to take a minus four to, you know, because I, I don't hate the Everton matchup next week. I mean, that was part of the, like we keep saying, you know, Everton, I mean, they're just rolling. They play leads at home. There are certainly goals there. Maybe DCL might. Maybe DCL is my captain next week. I don't. I don't think it's a bad idea. I just think you know, just kind of shooting for the upside on Vardy against a Fulham team that can't uh, can't do anything right. I agree. So in the FPL America podcast league, Crofty is holding on to his uh, spot at number one. He scored seventy eight this past game week. He's got Mendy as his goalkeeper. Reese James is in his back line. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, smart dude. Uh, DCL was his captain. And uh, I'm noticing his overall rank is just under, you know, it's between ten and 11,000. So Crofty. Well done, Crofty. Is well doing done. excellent there. Well done, Mike. Uh, Dogfather back up to number two, switching places with Super Frank's 11. And I was going to say, where, where's my boy Ryan? He's third. Come yeah. on, Ryan, pick it up. <laughs> Ryan had a, had a Dave kind of week. Crap. So he dropped oh, a third on that. Brutal. Sorry, yeah. bud. There's a little bit of gap now here in the top three. Uh, Harry Potter Kane. Hey, I like that uh-huh. Barrett moves up into fourth, overtaking the pump. Charlie, who has now dropped down to fifth. Things are tight between four and uh, really the rest of the top ten. Okay. Dave, we can be found anywhere on the main social media channels where you can find FBL America or FBL America Podcast. Twitter. Love it. Facebook, Instagram, Patreon. Patreon. Yep. You will find us updating things at least, at least weekly, if not more. On any of those channels. Check us out. And on that note, for the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>